we'd like to welcome you to our current event and weekly Bible study for August 19th, 2019. And first little video I'm going to play here is entitled, Never Give Up, God is With You in the Battle. Just to kind of set the tone for the study, we tend to cover a lot of negative things on a week-to-week basis, and that's what watchmen kind of have to do, typically, especially in the day and times we're living in. The Bible predicted it would be this way. But we always want to focus in on the Lord Jesus Christ and um, always be able to, you know, quote scriptures to ourselves and, and these types of things in order to remind us that we're on the winning team. We know how it turns out in the end because we know what the Bible says. So I'm going to go ahead and roll this. Uh, it's about a 10 minute, a little over 10 minute video here. Today we're going to learn one lesson. You may not need this lesson at this moment in your life, but there will come a time where you need to hear this lesson. 1 Samuel 30 verse 4, So David and the troops with him lifted up their voices and wept until they had no strength left to weep. The scenario is that David and his troops are returning back to Ziglag from a fight, only to find out that their families have been taken and there is a bigger battle to come. And this situation is so relatable to each and every one of you in the room today. Life is a fight, and every single one of you is in the middle of a fight, fighting to get the bills paid, fighting to finish school, fighting to keep your marriage away from divorce, fighting to go to work, fighting to get a promotion, fighting traffic, fighting to raise those kids, fighting to even come home at times, fighting for your health. And what you and I both know about life is that life does not fight fair. When you're in the middle of fighting for your health, boom, your car breaks down and there's another bill. Life is a fight. This is where David is in his life. He's in the middle of battle after battle after battle. And at this point, David's men had turned against him and were ready to stone him. He was at the brink of giving up. And many of you today are at the point where you're about to give up, standing on the edge of failure where hell has thrown the kitchen sink at you and life has drained you of your resources and where people that promised you they will always be there have left at the point where David was, many of you are today. At this point, what did David do? David encouraged himself. His wife wasn't there, his children wasn't there, his commanders and his generals had left him, but David encouraged himself. At a point in your life, you will have to encourage yourself. Your mama won't be able to do it. Your daddy won't be able to do it. Your pastor won't be able to do it. You will have to stand as an individual and talk to yourself. I am a child of God. I will get through this. This will not stop me. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Nowhere in the Bible does it encourage giving up. Everyone around David had given up and people around you will give up. You need to have the understanding that they're not built like you. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. When the going gets tough, the child of God gets going. When the odds are stacked against you, when hell is coming in for the kill, when retreat looks like the only option, when it looks like there's no way you'll be able to win, when your back is against the wall, encourage yourself. 
because at this moment, that's when the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob moves into action. His strength is made perfect in weakness. At the point you're about to give up, at the point where you are tired, that's when the Lord's strength comes into play. David encouraged himself. David was not eaten up by the spirit of pride, where he encouraged himself in his own ability. He had the understanding and the grounding to know where his source of power was coming from and encouraged himself in that area. The scripture says, David encouraged himself in the Lord. Now the problem with you and me is we spend our time beating ourselves up about past mistakes, past bad decisions, past defeats and failures, rather than encouraging ourselves in the Lord we serve. Next time you're in this situation, you need to remind yourself and the battle you are facing, who you serve. Remind yourself, Exodus 14, verse 14, the Lord shall fight for me, and I shall hold my peace. Remind yourself, Deuteronomy 3:22, I shall not fear them, for the Lord my God, he shall fight for me. Remind yourself, the Lord is my rock, and my fortress, and my deliverer, whom shall I fear? Remind yourself, Romans 8:37. I am more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. Remind yourself Ephesians 6 verse 10. Be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Remind yourself Isaiah 54 verse 17. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Here is what I believe is the major problem in your life and in my life. And it is summed up by the Lord Jesus Christ in a simple sentence. Matthew 22 verse 29 Jesus replied to them your mistake is that you do not know scriptures and you do not know the power of God that is the foundational problem in our lives we do not know scripture enough. life can be unpredictable and this is one of the many reasons why we should have certain Bible verses memorized in our hearts because in some situations, you won't have the opportunity to open up the Bible. An adverse situation could arise while you're at work. And you may not have the time to stop and to open your Bible. But if you have Isaiah 54 memorized, you can whisper to yourself, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Speak the word into the situations in your life. Speak the word of God into situations in your life. Memorize scripture that help you through situations that you are going through. Not only memorize the scripture, but encourage yourself with it. If you wake up in the morning, knowing today is going to be a difficult day, encourage yourself in the morning. Whilst you're in the shower, talk to yourself. Declare Deuteronomy 33, 25 over your day. As thy days are, so shall thy strength be. The harder the day, the greater the strength God is going to give you. The bigger the obstacle, the bigger the strength God will give me to overcome it. If you're fighting an illness in your life, remind yourself Psalms 118 verse 17. I shall not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. This is not the end for me. My story is not finished. I shall not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. Stop. The Bible says, as a man thinketh, so is he. So this is the, that principle laid out and what he's talking about here. Relying on other people to pick you up. This is the harsh reality for some of you. 
The truth is, most people don't care about your situation. Help is not on the way in terms of human help. People can and will turn on you like the wind. People turned on David and he was a king. David was a king. The women used to sing and dance about him. Yet they turned on him. And you think you are exempt of such treatment. People will turn away from you during tough times. But you have a God who wants you to encourage yourself. That's why the Bible says, be strong in the Lord, not in yourself, but in the Lord. Your house, excuse me, your body is the house of your spirit, your human spirit. But somebody else lives in your house. It is not a single occupancy house. What does that mean? Somebody else lives in here besides me. Yeah. Who? Pray tell. Is in there with you. Greater. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Oh friend, what a statement, what a statement, what a statement. That means no matter what comes against you out here, the one who's in you is stronger, bigger, wiser, greater. Oh, it, it'll help you immensely at times when you feel weak to just lay your hands uh, on yourself and say, greater. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. The greater one is in me, and the greater one lives big in me. Somebody needs to say that. He is, Jesus is the author and the finisher of our faith, and he is the apostle and the high priest of our confession of what we say. He works with what we say. God is a spirit, a speaking spirit, and he creates with his words. And you and I are made in his likeness and image, and we're supposed to imitate him as dear children and speak like he speaks and release faith like he releases. Take a look back through your life. And just to add to that, I've put up like little notes and stuff around just like my office space here I'm, I'm looking at one now and i just wrote just wrote the words love gratitude faith hope strength goodness gentleness humility just you know as a man thinketh so is he and and you want to speak life and, and i i talked about this not too long ago where they had that experiment that they've been able to reproduce over you could do it at your own house where you take um plants and you have them separated let's say in in different rooms or, or whatever but they're getting the same sunlight they're getting the same type of thing um and you speak you know words of death to the one plant and and evil words and then you they've spoken then words of life to the other plant and it's with without it every single time the one that you speak words of life to tends to flourish and the other one tends to wither up and die they've done it with all other kinds of uh, it's not just with plants they've done it with other things how it affects 
the molecular structure of water even. And, you know, I'm as guilty of this as anybody, but I, I'm just saying we, we need to try to speak words of life and um, into our situation, into our relationships, into our family. And um, you're going to start to see things turn around. And, and again, a lot of times too, I think this relates back to if you're battling different devils and demons, relating back to the whole thing about deliverance, because it's very, very hard to get freedom when you're battling some devil that you've inherited from like a generational curse or something you picked up from childhood or whatever. And that's why I went back to the Breaking Curses video by uh, Derek Prince and uh, the Mass Deliverance by Wynn Worley. Uh, and you can... I, I, you can email me out, but I've, I've went over those before several times in my teachings. And uh, to break off that stuff, because what happens is, inevitably, and it happened with me, uh, and I've probably been doing that for about two years now, and I'm still doing it, uh, certain things that you were struggling with before, you start to do this deliverance, and, and you just start to find, wow, I'm not struggling with that anymore. I'm not even, you know, that issue or whatever, some bigger some smaller but there's certain things and it's better it's much more easier to maintain a positive attitude and mindset and then you're not also going to tend to bring curses on yourself by uttering um bad things out of your mouth that might be bringing a curse on your own life and hey it may be reality what you're saying but the problem is is you're reiterating that reality and and so it's it's good to try to just and again, I'm not saying this in any kind of sanctimonious, judgmental way at all, but, but these are, I think, sound scriptural principles that I'm trying to, to apply to my own life. And I'm seeing um, success by doing that. And it's all scriptural. It's none of it, none of that that I'm telling you is, is new age or mystical or whatever. It's just scriptural. And so when you get beyond even those like the win whirly things if there's other things you're struggling with that you feel like you need like you can do specific deliverance sessions on like let's say you had a problem with revenge or unforgiveness now i've done all teaching recently on unforgiveness and bitterness that you can access just key those in the search box at contendingfortruth.com but anything that you're dealing with once you get beyond those two deliverance sessions with with Derek prince where you're breaking off curses and then the the win whirly one which is just like a general deliverance anything beyond that once you've done those that you're struggling with there are all kind of deliverance things up on even on youtube that you can go to some of them are five minute videos 10 minute videos where you can actually address these types of things and i'm telling you it's it can make a huge difference in your life uh i'm seeing it to this day in my own so uh, just wanted to kind of throw that in there because I, I think it, I think it relates a lot because if you if you don't have those things in place, if you walked around and you've got a lot of generational curses on you and and you've got a lot of devils and demons you're 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 dealing with, it's going to be very very hard to get victory, and that's why I've said before I really feel like this breaking off curses and this deliverance is the last. It's the last frontier for freedom for Christians. And Jesus spent one-third of his ministry doing deliverance. One-third. And I found that you can do a lot of this stuff by yourself. You don't necessarily have to go. Now, sometimes that is the case. But I think that no matter what, there's all kind of self-deliverance you can do on yourself. And 
I've even heard too, like with Wynn Worley and other deliverance ministers, that they would do ongoing deliverance every single day to a certain extent because it's almost like you're in the world. It's almost like getting fleas on you. You know, they, they, they just jump on you. you you've, got, you've got witches in your area putting curses on people. They're just doing that because they're battling over that principle, over that uh, trying to invoke the principality over the territorial area that you're at. And in some places are a lot worse than others. I mean, if you're out in the in the country and and um, there's not a huge occult presence, you're not going to maybe be struggling with as many things as you might be if you live in a big city and you've got thousands of occultists there claiming territorial rights over that area and all the wickedness and sin that tends to go on in the city. And that's why the Bible says, woe unto them that join house to house and field unto field. Because big cities really aren't biblical from a standpoint. They, they tend, it, it tends to be areas where sin tends to accumulate. And then what happens is as sin begets more sin and then innocent blood is shed. And then if you've got like the gays doing what they're doing and people committing all kinds of sexual sins, you're defiling the land according to Deuteronomy and Leviticus. So if you're in like a big city, you're, you're in an area where only God knows what your neighbor might be doing next door and it's defiling the land and it's affecting you. That's why people say, well, I don't care what gays do as long as they keep it in the privacy. It's, that's not true. It's affecting everything. I mean, it was so bad that in the Old Testament, they would, they, the, the prescription for that was you take the, the two gay guys out or the two lesbian women and you stone them to death to cleanse the innocent to cleanse the blood off the land there's not innocent blood there but when child sacrifice it was the same thing bestiality was the same thing it was defiling the land so sin and i i do think there's sins that that you know tend to um defile the land at a much higher degree and those were the ones i just mentioned and um well the blood of righteous abel cries out from the land and you know when cain slew him so that was the first time where we had actually heard about that concept in the Bible, but it's, it's true to this day. So if you're in an area that is just saturated with wickedness and evil, you're going to, I mean, unless you're called to that area, you're going to have a rough time dealing with all the curses the occultists do, with all those principalities that have a right to be there, with all those devils and demons, with all the curses that are on the land. You're gonna, have, you're gonna have a much rougher time um, in that type of situation. So, just things to think about there. And I'm just gonna. This is almost done here. All the hell that you've been through, all the heartbreak that you've been through, all the fake friends, the fake relatives, when people talked about you, all the hurdles you've overcome, all the challenges you faced. He was with you. He hasn't taken you this far to leave you in this situation. God is for you. He has plans to prosper you and not to harm you. He has a future and a hope for you. This is not the end. Regardless of the situation you are going through, this is not the end. And number two, Psalms 30 verse 5. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. This might be the time for you to cry, but believe me, you will get through this. You will get through this. 
weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. So awesome, awesome video there. Uh, as the, the Baptist used to say, that's enough to make a Presbyterian run the aisles. <laughs> so they used to say that a lot. Anyway, um, next, uh, next, well, we're going into the main part of the study now. This uh, just, I think Dave Hodges posted this yesterday. Forceful opposition is critical against HB 1296, uh, the Great American Holocaust Bill is what they're dubbing it as. HB 1296 is the most dangerous legislation in the history of the United States. This bill, when passed, will leave Americans, for all intents and purposes, defenseless against a tyrannical government. Well... Once it's passed, people aren't going to be defenseless. It's once it's fully implemented, once everyone is in full compliance with it, is what he's saying there. There's not going to be compliance from what I've seen. But if they were able to fully implement this, yes, I would agree we would be totally defenseless against a tyrannical government. But, but remember, the, the Lord Jesus Christ is the one in charge. Even if they took away all the weapons... And I mean, everything. The Lord Jesus Christ is greater than anything that they can throw at you. So, it goes on to say, For one, I will not comply because I know what history teaches about such actions uh, perpetrated by the government. Paul Martin and myself were discussing the ramifications of this bill, and it is clear this will lead to a civil war, and this is exactly what the establishment wants. Millions of Americans will see this for what it is, and they will not comply. You have to look at recent history here. They've said, okay, turn in your bump stocks. They've hardly had anybody turn in their bump stocks from the statistics I have seen. Areas where they've said, okay, you have to turn in this, I don't know, accessory or this weapon or whatever. They're getting extremely low compliance from what I've seen. That's why gun registry is so important for them because if they can get the gun registry, then they know where you're at. And then they know what you've got. And then they know how many, what kind of force needs to be applied against you as well. And and I, I'm going to say this again, but gun registry is always the precursor to gun confiscation every single time in the history of firearms. So, uh, Republican senators and even President Trump have abandoned their conservative base. <clears throat> it is bad enough that these so-called conservatives have not moved to curtail the illegal damage being done to the conservative independent media by their inaction against big tech. Yeah, Trump is the traitor-in-chief. Now these two, two groups supposed, supposed to be defenders of American conservatism are once again abandoning their mandate to protect the people from the government. Your government is engaging in action that is a direct threat to the lives of every American. Before going any further, please keep in mind that the, that Thomas Jefferson wrote the Second Amendment to, to not protect the people from Britain and France, but rather to protect the people from their own government. Clearly, El Paso, for reasons previously discussed, uh, was a poorly planned false flag attack, the El Paso mass shooting is what he's in reference to. We're going to talk more about that today. However, the left has successfully used this event to make a major move on our guns. HR 1296, which I guess is what they what they had planned, locked and loaded and waiting to go after El Paso and Dayton. HR 1296 takes all guns away from the American people except low threat pistols 
and one could bet that the pistols are next. However, to get all the guns, it is important to note that another series of false flags are needed. I recently had a federal Leo, meaning law enforcement officer, tell me that his agency is expecting another 9-11 of Oklahoma City bombing sort. Mike Adams and myself were recently discussing that a series of false flag events are coming and they are designed to frame conservative Americans as a prelude to total gun confiscation. Well, it's going to be some, you know, group of white guys probably that are MK Ultra mind control Manchurian candidate patsy slaves, essentially, that they'll frame. Probably Bible-believing conservative, you know, uh, the source of all evil on the planet because that is that is their target demographic to demonize uh, uh he goes on to say mike adams and myself both believe the social media big tech will be the likely target of the next false flag right-wing conservatives with a phony manifesto or diary will be found post-mortem which is what happened with the guy in el paso which will that was just that was like uploaded the day that you know it happened or even after the shooting I, i've heard different accounts which will serve to frame the conservative per- perpetrators um this will produce a series of events that will lead to the great american genocide in support of this bold statement here are some irrefutable facts compiled by the university of hawaii regarding death by government and gun confiscation now i'm not going to get into all that but he gives a link here it's from the university of hawaii democide death by government project and I guess they're saying from the year 1900 to 1987, which, you know, that's not even remotely current, there were 169, over 169 million people murdered. And this is death by government worldwide. Now, I'm sure that statistic could probably be doubled because they don't get accurate body counts in a lot of these things. But as good as they could estimate it, 169 million over were killed by their own governments please bear in mind that this is only a drop in the proverbial bucket for the mountains of research that exists that states the government is your biggest enemy further after the government takes the guns the people are next america and this is why i keep hounding this because see this is the this is the linchpin if they get the guns it's over okay now again jesus christ is is still on the throne father god is still on the throne Okay, I, I understand. I'm saying in general, though, that will be, you know, you're going to descend into Stalinist Russia, you know, Nazi Germany, Pol Pot regime. That's where you're going to end up in that type of scenario or the situation, the, the, the environment that will take place. Uh, America's about ready to enter a very dangerous period that could probably and probably will lead to genocide of its people, particularly conservative Christians. Every genocide is preceded by gun confiscation. There are no exceptions. When the government comes for your guns, they are ultimately coming for you. It is time to remind President Trump. Now, he hasn't fully got the memo about President Trump, but I do think that, yes, this is something where people need to flood all all aspects of government with emails, letters, calls whatever you you would feel led to do uh, to let them know that no this is not going to abide we're not going to tolerate this we're not going to stand for this 
But he's saying it's time to remind President Trump to stay loyal to a Second Amendment base of supporters who put him in the White House a long time ago with the independent media who has done nothing to date. Uh, we must insist that the president will not take any executive action to ban so-called assault weapons. But he wants to. Oh, boy, he does. In the presidential address to the nation yesterday, the president called on Congress to push for the so-called red flag laws. This is the modern-day equivalent of the Salem witch trials. This, is un this unconstitutional action will result in law-abiding Americans losing their guns. In fact, many Americans will be killed because they will refuse to re surrender their rights. Some Americans, knowing their history, which demonstrates that every confiscation has and will result in genocide by government, and they will fight back. Mark my words, there will be a civil war. In fact, if one wants to confiscate the guns, let's begin with groups who kill the most people, namely the police and the military. In the president's tweets today, the president is calling for stronger background checks, which will undoubtedly lead to universal background checks, which will lead to universal gun registration, and gun registration always precedes gun confiscation. We need to flood the White House inboxes and mailboxes and uh, call centers um, to be sure that we law-abiding citizens are the loudest voice heard by the president during the next few days. Remind the president that only the people who turn in their guns will be the law-abiding citizens. The criminals will not turn in their guns. With an estimated 400 million uh, handguns in America, the gun will still be readily available to anyone who will pay the money to obtain one. And he gives all the numbers for uh, the president, comments, uh, the White House address, Capitol Hill switchboard. He says, call Capitol Hill switchboard and ask them to transfer you to, the, to your two senators' offices. Tell the senators to oppose every word of gun control, especially red flag gun grabs, and to not oppose and to not support HB 1296, the American Holocaust Bill against conservatives, which is effectively gun confiscation of all shotguns and rifles. Tell your representative that concealed carry reciprocity, HR 38, and Senate Bill 69 is legislation that will truly save lives. Tell them that the off-duty firemen who recently saved dozens of lives at a Walmart by also taking the potential mass, mass murder into custody that he could have only done so if he was armed in public. Point out to them that the killers are overwhelmingly 92% of the time targeting gun-free zones when choosing a location to perpetuate mass tragedies. It also points out how the mainstream media is completely ignoring the danger that these defense-free areas pose for law-abiding Americans. Now, granted, none of them are on board with this. I believe they all want mass gun control. All, all the people, the senators, and all these... These are all people that are totally blackmailed to the hilt. Um, the whole Mossad honeypot thing that we've talked about a lot. But still, it does matter. Your voice does matter in these things because the Illuminati is always gauging public sentiment to see how far they can push their agenda. And if there's massive public outcry, that tells them that the masses aren't ready to um, to uh, have this forced down their throats quite yet. But again, like I've said, inch by inch, it's a cinch. It's it's all about incrementalism. Uh, so obviously, you know, pray about this and um, something to you know have on the prayer list. Now, there's some related reports here. One is seven reasons to stand against red flag gun laws. Uh, compromising civil liberties and property rights to prevent acts of violence that have yet to occur are policies more suited for dystopian thrillers and police states than a free society. And then if you actually want to look at the full text of H.R. 
1296 assault weapons ban of 2019. I give you the link to that congressional link there. So um, here's another little report here, and it's entitled Why Controllers Love Red Flag Gun Laws. In the year 2019, where a pre-crime specialized police department confiscates firearms based on foreknowledge provided. Now this is um, this is essentially a description of the Tom Cruise movie Minority Report, okay? And he's giving a description here. 2019, where pre-crime a specialized police department confiscates firearms based on foreknowledge of provided. Uh, for knowledge provided by psychics called precogs and and um, other areas by psychics called precogs bored teenagers or pissed off ex-wives without any need of evidence at all a very very efficient way if you've ever seen the minority report with tom cruise there is the idea that at some point in the future people will be able to go ahead and just uh use law enforcement on you before you even commit a crime which of course we all know is a violation of the fourth amendment okay you're not allowed to do that however uh, with the new red flag laws that are becoming very popular in mainstream media and in conversations around the country because people are very emotional and respond to emotional stimuli rather than going through the logical procedure of actually seeing how these things would pan out and what the overall consequences would be. Um, you know, they don't see the full picture here. So I want to go over in this video very, very quickly uh, the top 10 benefits to red flag laws. Uh, red flag laws specifically talking about where law enforcement, if they get a call about somebody from a concerned citizen that thinks this person could be a threat, the law enforcement will go ahead and take your guns first and ask questions later and figure out what the problem was, okay? Uh, the number one benefit about the red flag laws that they have ready to go are that you don't need any of those pesky warrants there's no need to get a warrant ahead of time all you need is the word of anybody and uh, they can go in there and they can forcibly even use deadly force if needs be to go ahead and take away your firearms so that's a very very handy feature number two uh, there's no need for any actual evidence uh, they don't need to actually present anything to a judge there's nothing going on there all they need is basically their emotional feelings uh, to feel like you are maybe a threat and they make a phone call and boom they go ahead and take away your firearms another huge advantage of these red flag laws is that anybody can make one of those false claims and have your rights removed for any reason okay uh, it can be a kid it can be an angry neighbor it can be your ex-wife it can be uh, anybody who doesn't like it or feels threatened for any reason now there's different thresholds of feeling threatened of course some people might feel threatened if you use a weed whacker um, too close to their fence and so um, that's a nice thing about the red flag laws is it really gets rid of that gray area and just spreads that gray area everywhere and makes it very very easy for anybody to go ahead and SWAT team you another great so obviously he's doing this from a very uh tongue-in-cheek sarcastic but I like the approach because what he's saying is 100% truth, though. He's pointing out the insanity and the lunacy of this whole thing. 
part about the red flag laws is you are guilty until proven innocent. That means that they seize your assets, they seize your firearms, they get to barge into your house, zip tie you if needed, and take your weapons, dig through all your stuff, throw it into their evidence locker, go ahead and uh, maybe even destroy some of your equipment or lose it on accident. You know, sometimes they, that accidentally happens. And then once you prove to a court, you know, you get enough lawyers and you go ahead and make a good enough case about how you are stable enough to own the firearms, okay? Then you can get all that stuff back. But you're guilty until proven innocent, which is very handy. Another great part about these red flag laws is that all the people who have real problems will never seek help, okay? People who actually are having mental problems will be completely terrified of the idea of going to a doctor to get help in fear that they might be classified as a danger, in which case that doctor will red flag them. That's actually already underway. There's a lot of people who uh, have a lot of problems and could seek help, but they don't. They just turn to the whiskey bottle or to drugs instead or their own mechanisms of uh, self-healing, uh, which are maybe not as effective as professional help, but um, in fear that they will be red flagged and SWAT teamed, they will never ever tell anyone they ever have a problem. They will evade it until uh, the day they die. And of course, a huge side benefit for all those in control is that this is a very, very efficient way to degrade both the Second Amendment and the Fourth Amendment at the same time. Two birds with one stone. Another great benefit is that the fear of these red flag laws will keep your ex in line. So if you got an ex that's just really, uh, you know, driving you nuts and uh, you don't like what he's doing and you've seen him down at the bowling alley with Susie and is making you grumpy, all you have to do is threaten that you'll call him in on a red flag situation that you feel threatened in some way. And you can be very, very happy with yourself that you had them uh, SWAT teamed with a raid in order to uh, take care of the state. So I'm sure you got that, but when he said ex, he means like ex-spouse. That's what he's talking about. First individual who is bowling with Susie down at the bowling alley, and uh, you can know that they uh, that you really are still in charge. And another great ease of a red flag law is that you can even have people with absolutely no mental health background whatsoever right. who can order these potentially lethal SWAT team raids. So that's nice um, because, you know... Yes, because if you resist in any way, shape, or form, you're dead. I mean, unless God protects you, you're dead. And this is already happening. The guy in Maryland, um, he's, he's dead. You know, you break into somebody's house three in the morning you swat team him you don't know what's going on and you you draw your your pistol or whatever and you know he's he's dead and this is happening and this will it's going to happen and i i mean this is just this is such abject total insanity it's hard to even convey this but i you know i think this video does a great job in, in getting into a lot of these things that are just obvious things that are going to happen these mental health professionals they have a lot of built-in uh, parameters and guidelines and checklists of things that they actually have to go through to s assess and see if someone actually is exhibiting threatening behavior that can really slow down the process so it's nice with these red flag laws you completely eliminate the need anybody can call someone in uh, just you know on on a whim and have this uh, great power thrust down upon them at uh, any moment's notice at great convenience. And my favorite part about these red flag laws is that if you have a political opponent that you don't like, you can simply designate their political rhetoric as, quote, unstable hate speech, and all of a sudden, 
you have complete authority to go ahead and call them in. And if they resist or if the police officer feels threatened during the process at four in the morning after they knock on this guy's door, particularly if he's grumpy and half asleep, the police officers might feel threatened, in which case they will smoke him for you. Uh, it makes it a lot easier to really keep your political opponents in line as to just simply designate their political rhetoric as dangerous and then you can red flag entire groups of people and have absolute command over the situation politically and it's a great way to rule the earth so i hope this video was very helpful in understanding some of the basic realities on all the great conveniences that we'll have with these red flag laws i really hope that all the rhinos you know the republicans in name only will really jump on board with this and start pushing it and i hope that the president signs off on this because that will give us a true indication as to their actual point of aim in life uh you know it's, it's always nice to see uh, where people's rhetoric actually lines up with their actions. This is an excellent tool where all of us sitting here will be able to really see what people's true colors really are. <laughs> if they're a proponent of these red flag laws... And, and Trump is on the spear tip of this. So this is everything that Trump, you know, is going to try to ram down our throats in a very, in very, very short time span coming up here. You can know that deep down inside they are an absolute tyrant at heart. They have absolutely no comprehension of what they said during their oath of office. Or they know what they said and they are willingly violating their oath of office, which I think is great. This is a very, very easy litmus test. Uh, people, it's a pass-fail type deal. If they want to go for the red flag laws, they have absolutely no respect for your Fourth Amendment or your Second Amendment and for your personal safety uh, nonetheless. So uh, we shall see how this thing unfolds. There's already quite a few states that have this implemented. Lots of old nice grandpas and farmers and uh, people's ex-husbands have been shot by police already at uh, three or four in the morning during these raids uh, because they are confused what's going on. They hadn't had their coffee yet and they're half asleep. And so hopefully uh, this deal doesn't spill over too much farther before we really get a good true beat on who is really on our side. Okay, so we have that. Yeah, I think that highlights the absolute total abject insanity of what we're facing here. And Mr. I will never do anything to infringe upon your Second Amendment rights. I, I played the actual audio clip last teaching. Is at, the, is at the total spear tip of this movement. And yet, the alternative media still, still tends to, you know... Uh, praise Trump and tell everybody what a great job he's doing. And it's like, where did where does it end? When does it? When does Trump finally cross this last line where you'll actually start to actually, you know, go against the guy? You know, it's it's just it's amazing. I don't know what it's going to take. Next report: Immigration reform and gun control come from the same globalist power groups. Now, this is from Ali Pack. They're the one, the main ones that are have been going against this all of the amnesty for illegal aliens and, the, and going against the open borders and trying to hold Trump's feet to the fire. They're really the only group I know of that's doing it. The term immigration reform equals amnesty for millions of illegal aliens. And just last week, and I read the quote where Trump was saying we should tie the immigration reform in with the, uh, I believe, some type of gun control, the red flag gun laws. So he wants to tie all this together. He wants to kill two birds with one stone. I mean, this guy is traitor-in-chief. Don the Khan. He, he says, we know this because every single immigration bill, reform bill in Washington's alley pack has helped 
that Alipac has helped defeat since 2004, so they've been doing this a long time, has contained amnesty for illegal aliens. So when you hear a politician say they support or want immigration reform, it means they want amnesty for millions of illegal aliens. They want to grant them citizenship, in other words. And it's not just regular citizenship. It's all the... I mean, they get all the goodies anyway, being here illegally, but it's it's all of that and probably so much more, you know, free everything. Alipac's focus is on immigration issues, not gun rights, although a large majority of our supporters are gun owners and or Second Amendment supporters. The reason we are telling you this about gun rights is that in the 15 years we have been holding the globalist legislative agenda at bay in most states and in D.C., we have read many articles and white papers created by the power groups behind the illegal alien invasion of America, like the Council on Foreign Relations or the CFR. The CFR and other illegal immigration supporting groups have made it clear that open borders, global and regional governments over America, amnesty for illegals, and, and full gun confiscation are their top agenda items. And that's what we've got. And, it mo and more so under trump's rule than any other president ever that we've ever had in america open borders global and regional governments over america amnesty for illegal and full gun confiscation are their top agenda items and they're again they're accomplishing more under trump on those all those agendas than any other president 10 years ago, we watched them debate whether to go for immigration reform, amnesty, or gun control first. They decided to go with immigration first. Here's why. So they could hire illegal aliens to help with gun seizures. And also, not that's not the only reason. Yes, they've got the embedded fifth column troops. Um, and, and then it's a lot of the other stuff. The, you know, the child sex trafficking, the, the drugs that they bring in um the the depletion of our resources because they you, you're gonna they're trying to destabilize america with all these illegal aliens so that they'll have the excuse to declare martial law then also all the diseases they're bringing in all the false religion they're bringing in i mean a lot of these illegals are you know they worship santa Muerte, the death cult the angel of death it's one of the main religions now in, in central and central america and mexico i've went over that on many studies so there's no way they could have just said, we turn in all your guns, you know, whatever, however many years ago. They had to do it this way first, where they created the open borders and all of the things that go along with that to ultimately destabilize the area. But also one of their things is they could then hire the illegal aliens, which hate our guts anyway, because they've been taught to, a lot of them, to help with the gun seizures they'll be donning the the light blue hats and then you have all the embedded russian troops and the chinese troops that are already here and in antifa and in the mexican drug cartel and the central american gangs and all of the other fifth column troops they've already got on our soil so when u.s congress returns from their summer break in a few weeks you're going to hear a lot of talk and a push for both immigration reform and gun reform we all need Alipac supporters to know that these two globalist agenda items have been held back by your actions and support for 15 years. Well, I'll give God the credit for that. But yes, I do think they've made a lot of effort in that regard. And I do think they've done a very good job. But I never, I never like to give man credit for anything 
righteous. And I'm not going to give man soul credit is what I mean. Um, the same power groups and politicians behind both immigration reform, amnesty, and new gun laws are one and the same. They are, they are working on the same elitist plans to turn America into an open borders totalitarian state under the rule of evil men like George Soros. Yes, I couldn't have put it better. Here's, here's another report. We're going to kind of get back into the El Paso shooting here because I think it's worth revisiting how wicked and evil our government has become and how they're behind all of these false flag mass shootings. And they've got their Manchurian candidate, you know, CIA, MK Ultra mind control slaves that they're triggering or patsies they're setting up in order to blame. And they're always white guys, always, always. Um, so that that demographic can be demonized. Deep state kill teams involved in recent mass shootings. So this report just broke this week from um, Rick Wiles, True News. Uh, El Paso police ignoring reports of multiple shooters dressed in all black with masks. They're just ignoring it. Totally ignoring it. Okay. Now this has happened over and over again. But there's multiple eyewitnesses. Okay, totally ignored. It's just this one lone white guy. It's always one lone white guy. That's it. Got a whole kill team in there helping him. Who knows how many he even killed? He might not have killed anybody. These guys in black most likely were doing the vast majority of the killing is what I'm trying to say. These are special, special ops, black ops types of sold their soul to satan probably also some type of mind control slave or, or only god knows what that went in there to actually you know get the kill rate going the guy that's the supposedly the el paso shooter is probably nowhere near the level of proficiency as these kill teams are daily mail reporting from london that ivanka trump no, not Ivanka Trump. Yale. Yeah, yeah, it's Yale, Yale, Kushner. Yael, Yael Kushner. Yes. Not Ivanka. That's uh, alias Ivanka Trump. It's Yael Kushner. That's her real name. She now, I don't know what he's in reference to there, but um, I don't know if it had something to do with her conversion to this, this Sabatine Kabbalist... Uh, sect that jared kushner is that's their you know their their religion now okay uh, i don't know i don't know i i'm, I'm not 100 percent sure on that one but it probably has something to do with that calling members of the u.s congress um promoting gun control and she's she's calling various senators uh, and congressmen to find out uh, where they stand on gun control Says uh, Ivanka Trump. So she's going ahead while Congress is in recess or whatever, and she's making sure that they're all on board with these red flag gun laws they're going to try to uh, enact when Congress comes back. And and this is Trump's right hand woman, his daughter, who's a Kabbalist. Trump's a Kabbalist. Okay, she's she wears the red string. She's married to Jared Kushner. He's a Kabbalist. The highest level form of of like jewish witchcraft in in the most you know radical sect of judaism okay habad lubavitch 
And um, they're totally working for the synagogue of Satan. And Trump's been owned, bought, sold, and paid for by the synagogue of Satan. He wrote about his Kabbalah teacher in the book he released in 2003. I've given you the quote. I even gave you the screenshot of the page. He's a Kabbalist. He's converted to this. And, you know, this is not up for debate. These are all facts. So they're trying to do the work of their handlers that own them lock, stock, and barrel, which are the synagogue of Satan. And gun control is the last thing that really needs, and gun confiscation, I should say, is really the last thing that needs to happen. Well, it's always the last thing that happens that always will precede mass extermination of whatever target demographic that in this case the synagogue of satan wants to kill off so that they can implement the new world order and they won't have any impediments to that daughter president trump's eldest daughter and senior advisor has been calling lawmakers to talk about potential gun legislation another sign that the trump administration could be open to gun control measures hey trump voters what are you going to do with that one you're just going to pretend that it's not happening? I know that's what you're going to do. You're going to pretend. Right. You're just going to pretend it's not happening. Yep. But your so-called conservative uh, Cyrus lookalike is going to be the president that pushes through gun control in a Republican Senate. I went to uh, several of the rallies. I don't know how many. You went to a bunch of rallies. You remember those chants for gun control, gun control, gun control? You remember no, all those chants? I don't remember that. Move, move that embassy. Move that embassy. <laughs> move that embassy. <laughs> don't remember any of those. Oh, my friend. Did you hear that one? No, I didn't hear that, one. Didn't hear that okay. one either. Nope. And then NBC reporting today. President Donald Trump has been in talks with many, with key members of the Senate on gun control legislation. President Trump. And then NBC mentions the president and his daughter and senior White House officials began conversations last week with senators about what, uh, with key senators about what legislation could be taken on gun control. So he sends Yael to talk to the Democratic senators and President Trump talks to the Republican senators. Yes, he said, uh, Mr. Trump said, I spoke to Mitch McConnell yesterday. He's totally on board. McConnell said, I've been waiting for your call. So the Republicans are going to sell you out. And Rand Paul even today said he's open to red flag legislation. Yes. Rand Paul. Mm -hmm. Kentucky. And yeah, the red flag legislation is so, I know we're not into guns. Understand this. You, without due process, can have your weapons taken away from you. If your mother, your friend, your neighbor, someone near you says, you're crazy. You've been posting crazy things online. Or it could even be as far as the Department of Justice working with social media companies to see posts you've made on social media in the past or potentially have an algorithm saying you might do it in the future. All these can be used to take your weapons away without due process. And this will lead to removing guns from people based on their political views. Yes. Because their political views will be declared hate speech. Right. And hate speech right now includes anybody who speaks against Israel and Zionism. Right. So all of us sitting here right now really are at, at risking the possibility that our concealed carry permits could be revoked and our guns confiscated because we're publicly on record denouncing Zionism. And that could be declared hate speech and guns could be confiscated under what Donald Trump 
and his daughter, Yael Kushner, and the Democrats and Republicans in the House and Senate are about to pass. You know, I, I search a whole bunch of different websites like you do, like Edward does, and sometimes I'll search through the European sites, and uh, I did a search on red flag laws and stuff, and a German site came up talking about the gun restrictions here in the U.S., except they didn't call it red flag laws. You know what they called it? What? Roth Shield laws. What is it? Roth Shield laws. Roth Shield? Like Rothschild. Roth Shield laws? Yes. Because flag and shield, because flag and shield can be interchanged in the German language, and so they were calling the Rothschild laws. I thought, what? What are you talking about? Rothschild gun control legislation. See, when when the Rothschilds very very first took uh, started to take control in the banking industry, they they were I think they lived in some type of ghetto in um, I'm assuming Germany. Uh, Jewish ghetto and that's where they were forced to live and the shield the the sign that was on their door was a red shield okay and that means Rothschild that's how they got their name and then he the dad sent the five brothers to five different regions of Europe and they became the banking moguls and ended up taking over banking they and they they've been at the top of the Illuminati food chain ever since then That'll help you remember it from now on. Kamala Harris, running for president, said if elected president, she would pursue passing a law that would allow individuals to petition federal courts to temporarily restrict a person's access to firearms if they show plans to commit a hate crime by making racist threats or issuing anti-immigrant manifestos. Bingo. So if you say build the wall, that's an you're anti- a terrorist. That's an anti-immigrant manifesto. Or yes. slogan. you're a terrorist, according so to her. The the entire Trump voter base, by her definition, should be disarmed. They absolutely believe that. And if you read this part, it's pre-crime too. It's not that they've committed a hate crime. These other things. She's talking about them making posts that may lead to them committing an act of violence, an act of terror, as she writes here. That means the pre-crime algorithms that we spoke about last week, the very thing President Trump previewed. He said he ordered the Department of Justice to look into ways to work with social media companies to build algorithms to identify dangerous individuals so that things like what Kamala Harris is talking about here can become reality. So the only people who will be permitted to own guns will be people who have expressed political and religious views that conform to the new Orwellian newspeak. Right. That's where we're going, Doc. Oh, yeah, it's, it's coming. Like, if you agree that the, the, the little figure on the crosswalk sign is that that's a white man and it should be replaced, then you're okay, you can have a gun. But if you go, what, the, what are you talking about? It's just a little stick figure on a, on a crosswalk sign. Oh, you're, you're a white nationalist. Oh, yeah. And you're referring to the uh, video clip that yes. was showed in the headlines. We didn't show you the whole thing. Uh, of course, it was, uh, you know, a thought project by Campus Reform, you know, just to right. test people. Where, and they asked people in the longer version of the clip, have you ever thought about this before? He said, yeah, I've looked at that crosswalk sign. I've said, that's a white guy. You've never thought about that before. Come on. No, but they've demonized yes. white men. Yes. That's right. And listen to what Kamala Harris said. 
She would direct the National Counterterrorism Center to study the link between global white nationalism and terrorism. Global white nationalism. Well, we're such a small percentage of the, act, act, of the actual population of the planet, if you look at demographics across the earth. But evidently, we are the source of all evil, if you're a white man, at least. I'm speaking from that standpoint. We're the source of all evil in the universe. White people anywhere in the world. She wants the National Terrorism, the Counterterrorism Center, to study the link between global white nationalism and terrorism in the world that's interesting they're that. going to hunt down white people anywhere in the world so so the russians are in trouble mm -hmm. uh, south africans australians anybody they're they're, de they're declaring a global war, war on, on white, white people yeah. these people are nuts they're insane they're, this is a, i mean they're so racist that I, I don't even have words to describe the level of racism and insanity that they operate at. And this, this is a risk to the New Testament. Because if you look at this here, global white nationalism might be referring to, again, the manifestos that terrorists or shooters have used, like the New Zealand shooter, for example. Things that they've included in their manifesto can now be studied and incorporated into future law if Kamala Harris becomes president or someone takes over or pretends. So one of those things that are in these manifestos is it's saying the that there are, there are Bible verses that are anti-Semitic, are hateful. This would be a route to piercing the veil of the Bible. So if you have a Bible, a New Testament Bible, that has not been edited mm. by the Jews to remove the Jews from the Bible, then you would be classified uh, a, a potential terrorist a, a person who, who uh, uh, spreads hate speech around the community, and therefore you're not qualified to have a gun. Right. And it's Come your on. Donald Trump who wants to pass this law. You're going to be sorry. But Thank you, Don the Con. Um, what he said about the Bible, too, he did a, I haven't even had a chance to look at this video yet, I'm just like buried like so deep all the time now that, you know, I'm, I'm constantly just trying to find, scratch out the time to listen to a particular video uh, or audio. And it says, uh, this is from True News, your father is the devil. Zionist Jews demand censorship of the New Testament Holy Bible. And again, I'll probably end up going over this in a, in a future study here. Uh, but today on True News, we discussed the crusade by Zionist Kabbalist like Shabbat, Rabbi Shmuley, uh, where he's wanting to ban the New Testament and enslave humanity with the help of, of Christian Zionists like Dr. Michael Brown. Like Dr. Michael Brown. Um, so, yeah, I plan on getting into that hopefully this week and seeing what is, is all entailed there. But that's kind of relating to what they were just talking about there. Don't worry, Q. He's playing 47D. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't yeah. worry. Don't worry about it. Okay, yeah. let's go to El Paso. Yeah, the, what he was just saying there is don't worry. You know, Q says he's playing 47D chess. You know, chess. Trump is, you know. He's just 9,000 moves against the enemy. And, and this is, and again, this is Mark Taylor, the false prophet. This is Q. 
this is a lot of other people, the majority of people in alternative media that are that are considered on the right, meaning you know they're pro-gun, they're, and most of them are still on the Trump train, and they're just ignoring the vast majority, if not all of the of the wicked stuff Trump is doing, just totally ignoring it because it doesn't fit their narrative because they're I think they're so afraid to admit that if this is true about Trump then you know the only thing we have to fall back on is the Lord Jesus Christ and that's probably why this is happening so that will be the only thing that we can fall back on because God is going to you know he's testing us like I those verses I gave in a, in a study not too long ago about how he's going to try and test us to see if we actually really do love him and that's part of the test do you really love truth a big, big thing there is is your love for truth. So, over the weekend, I I was uh, I went to the newspaper website of the El Paso Times, and and I was just looking at their coverage of what happened in El Paso at the Walmart, and I started watching the the raw video mm. that the El Paso Times had posted that day, and I started hearing. People in the store, outside the parking lot, who actually saw the shooting. Right. And they're telling the El Paso Times, I saw multiple shooters. Men they were wearing, in black. They were wearing all black, wearing masks. I mean, why isn't this everywhere in the world? Right. Why aren't we hearing that the El Paso police have apprehended the other shooters? Why, aren't, why isn't there a, a discussion in the country? Who were the other men? Why, why were they dressed in black? And, who and, is this picture? of the guy coming in the door without a mask, but eyewitnesses saw men in black. And, and aren't these eyewitness accounts just as valid, just as weighty as the ones that they're trotting out all the time? But Doc, if you question this, you are a dangerous white supremacist and you have to have your gun taken away. See, they're, they're, gonna, they're gonna criminalize thinking. Yes. Yes. You can't question only, authority. Only insanity will be permitted. Uh, think about where this is going. The monopolizing. You will law. have to be insane to be normal. Imagine if you're one of those eyewitnesses and you saw three people, and but the entire narrative is no, there was one shooter that did it, and you're like questioning your own sanity in all of this or your survival. You just no, it's your survival. You just keep your mouth shut. Right. That's what they're doing in the country. Keep your mouth shut. Don't question the facts. Yeah. Right? The facts. Yeah. Don't question the facts. We're going to, you know, the, the establishment is saying, we're going to tell you what the facts are. And if you question it, we're going to label you as a dangerous terrorist. That's we'll right. come and take your guns from you. We'll, we'll put you in jail for hate speech. Because you're mentally ill. Yes. Because you don't believe us. That makes you mentally ill. Well, I want to show you some of the video. Uh, the first one is uh, an El Paso uh, eyewitness. He was in the parking lot, and he describes seeing, I mean, this, the shooter fired his weapon towards this man. The man you're about to see saw people go down in the parking lot outside of Walmart. He describes what he saw, and then he said the shooter aimed at him missed him, shot through his windshield. Then he describes the shooter. This is a number 19 for our control. I'll go ahead and play this one. 
not inside. I saw the outside when everything started. What did you hear? What did you see? Gunshots. Saw the lady got hit in front of me and the one inside of me. And the individual also shot at me, which he missed to hit the window. Did you ever imagine anything like this would ever happen to you? No, never. Where, what side of town do you live on, sir? I live on, I would say, Central. Central. What else did you see? Did you see people running out, that kind of thing? I even saw the uh, the guy with the gun. I saw him twice. What did he look like? Was he dressed He's an in? Anglo. About six foot. He had an AK-47. Was he dressed in, like, military gear? All or? black. All black. He, had a mask. he was dressed in all black and he had a mask. That's what he's going to say. Now, the guy that committed the Apostle shooting, they show him walking in to Walmart and them taking him later, even though he's got different pants on. No, no black on at all. None. Okay. So, this is the only guy he saw. He saw one of the, the kill teams. I think there was three on the kill team. Two or three. All dressed in black, black masks. That way they couldn't be identified. They wanted to, all the identification they wanted to pin on one guy. There's multiple people like this, saying this. And yet, nothing in the news. This is how wicked, evil, and corrupt our government is. That they let this, this is how wicked and evil, corrupt Trump is. Because he knows all about this. And they just ignore all of this. And, um... Go their merry way and expect us to believe this. You can see his eyes. That's about it. Is that the scariest thing you've ever seen? Yes. Then me with my mom. I didn't know what to do. But eventually I got the chance to take her and put inside the, between the two vending machines, which helped us a lot. That's when the individual tried to shoot at me, which he missed because I kind of took down. But it's kind of experience seeing the baby get her face blown off. Interesting, isn't it? What that man saw is different from what the news media and the government is telling the American people. Somebody's lying. And I say it's the government and the news media because they lie constantly. If their mouth is moving, they're lying. That man said the shooter was dressed in all black with a mask, and you could only see his eyes. Now, Doc, if you were in a parking lot and you saw somebody shooting humans, and they're falling around you, and he aims at you, the bullet misses you, and it goes through your windshield, would you remember what he looked like? I think I would have some recollection of that. That would probably be burned in my memory from then on. Six foot tall, mm -hmm. white Anglo, all black, wearing all black, mask, only his eyes visible. And in these Walmart pictures of the guy walking in there, he was wearing, uh, uh, you know, uh, earmuffs or uh, ear protection, yes. eye protection, things Cargo like that. Cargo pants. Right. T-shirt. White, white cargo pants, black shirt. Yes. I mean, this, this man is saying that all black. All black and wearing a mask. That so he changed. Okay, so he had a black shirt, but they were not white. It was a tan. They were tan cargo pants. Okay, but these are this guy saying they were in all black with a black mask. You can look at the videos of the El Paso shooter walking into Walmart. Their official video they went and 
That's not him. Clothes in the parking lot, put on uh, ear protection, eye protection, took off his mask, changed his pants, his shirt, took, yeah, while he was shooting everybody. It just stinks to high heaven, doesn't it? All right, we have another one. This is uh, number 20. This is an eyewitness uh, who saw multiple men firing guns. This is number 20. Watch this one. Okay, so I'm, they're basically have subtitles at the bottom. It says, as we were waiting to pay, I saw some men run in shooting. Some men. Now, this is an eyewitness to El Paso shooting. This is right outside of the Walmart after it happened. She claims he's seen up to four men dressed in black, firing guns, running into Walmart. These are different than the ones I played before. I played a couple different, or read a couple different accounts when it first happened. These are totally different ones. So I don't, I have no idea how many eyewitnesses there were that actually saw this. There was more than one person. Was it a very, was it various people? Yes. She said at least two. Then the, the reporter said at least two. And then she says, the lady that saw it, there were at least three or four people. How were they dressed? They were dressed in black. Okay. So, you so it's like, I don't even think she even saw the one guy that they're pinning it all on in tan cargo pants with earmuffs and eye protection and no black mask. He had a black shirt, but it wasn't like even a combat type of, I'm sure they was, these were all in like black spec ops, probably type of uniforms. These, this kill team that went in there. Saw more than one person dressed in black shooting inside the Walmart. They were, she said, were they dressed in uniform like the police? She said, I didn't see their faces. I saw them all dressed in black and they were the ones shooting because I could see their weapons and the bullets firing. So they were the ones that were killing everybody. Who knows if, if the guy they pinned it all on even killed anyone. So she saw four individuals running in there in shorts, all dressed in black, uh, shooting back and forth. Multiple men, which is a four, four men. Four men. And she was at the cashier's counter, right at the front of the store. This is where the cashier counters are inside Walmart. She said she not only saw four, four men coming in, but they were firing their weapons, dressed in all black. This runs completely contrary to any narrative that has only one shooter with just a black shirt on, no we, mask. We now have two eyewitnesses who are saying they saw somebody dressed in black wearing a mask. Right. One man saw one man out in the parking lot. This woman saw four inside the store. Now, have these people been questioned by the El Paso police? Has no. any national news network, CNN, Fox News, has AP, Reuters, the New York Times, has anybody gone to El Paso and interviewed these people? No.
because the establishment is telling us you have to believe the narrative. We and they decided we, that on Sunday right. because the police were forced to address this. This was, uh, I'd say, not just going viral on the Internet, but every single person talking about El Paso was saying, what about the other shooters? What about the reports of other shooters? Well, the El Paso Police Department, in a statement on Sunday, said they had run down every lead they were given, even regarding uh, other shooters, other accomplices, and they had found them all to be without merit. So they... I mean, just abject, total, wicked, satanic, luciferian lies. And again, our government is just corrupt on so many levels and complicit, because this takes a lot of teamwork and effort. And flagrant in your face, I mean, effort to try to, uh, to to do what they're doing, and they're they're doing it, they're doing it. Don, one day, Rick, one day for a shooting well, without merit. So the, that woman was hallucinating. Yes, right? that's their. The, they say she's hallucinating, or she's she's. Okay, so well, show us the the uh, security surveillance video from inside Walmart. Sure, show it to us. Just, just show yeah. us the video. Yeah, I don't know what your local Walmart in El Paso is like, but the one here in Vero Beach, there's a camera every about 20 right. feet. Oh, I, yeah. oh, I spoke into five. I just read a report last night where they were saying that if you if you go into Walmart at all, if you've been in there, they've got special cameras at the entrances, uh, I guess of all the entrances and possibly, well, entrances and exits are the same thing, but that are facial recognition and that you're you are put into a database if you just walk into walmart just read that last night walmart is satan mart <clears throat> so it's the perfect place if you're going to really want to do something overt in your face and over the top because you're going to have full compliance with satan mart regarding the cover-up they're not going to release the security footage and yet, yet they've got facial recognition cameras at the in order to store all americans in databases because you know most of america has went into walmart so right there alone <clears throat> they've got that going but yet they don't have any security camera footage to show anyone because if they actually released the real stuff then you would see there was probably four other shooters and it was a kill team and you know they'd be busted but they're not going to do that for Walmart managers since we first ran the story. Each of these managers told me that they're in some Walmarts there are facial recognition cameras. Oh, yeah, about it's here up in to 4K okay. definition. Right. The ones that don't have it, Absolutely. they minimum have Absolutely. at least 40 cameras right. so, for the store. So I know what the government would say. Well, we can't show you this video. It's too shocking, the carnage, the blood. No, we understand that. The corruption is more shocking. Yes. Thank you. The corruption is more shocking. We can handle the blood and guts. Show us the video. You people in the government, you're liars. You're sick liars. And you think that we're stupid. You think that we're dumb. We know that you're lying. There is something very evil going on in this country. There are kill teams. Death squads. Death squad kill teams moving throughout America, killing, slaughtering innocent Americans. And there's an agenda. And I have named it Ergen. And I am risking my life saying it's Ergen. I-R-G-U-N, Ergen. The country's been taken over. We're about to be disarmed through a Republican president yep. who is compromised 
by his association mm. with Jeffrey Epstein. Among among other things, I mean, he, yeah, he's good. He was good buddies with Epstein, but um, even though he supposedly disavowed him, but then all the all the footage and the pictures and all the you know stuff that we've covered in previous studies. But he he's compromised so much more so on so many other levels. Jeffrey Epstein is just the tip of the iceberg. The witnesses are telling you multiple suitors wearing black. We never heard the truth about Las Vegas, how one man got in a hotel and shot all those people on the ground. Rick, there's still no video of the shooter himself right. firing the gun into the crowd. Think how crazy that is. Right. The largest mass shooting in U.S. history launched the most extensive gun control legislation since, I'd say, even the Obama years. We still don't even have pictures of the man shooting his weapon. They, again, I've covered that before. There were eyewitnesses that said there were kill teams on the ground at the Las Vegas shooting, killing people. That was near where the um, the concert was going on. <clears throat> and um, none of that was reported on. None of it. It was just one lone white guy up in a hotel room. And um, But there were kill teams there as well, you know, doing what they were doing. We don't have a video of the jet going into the Pentagon on 9-11. Ooh. There was no jet. It was a missile. There were no wing. Like, if a jet flew into the Pentagon, which would be a... I mean, you talk about something. You'd have to go so low and fly it with such pinpoint precision. A jet didn't even go into it. It's one hole going into the Pentagon. There, was, there were no engines there. They brought in engines afterward. But there was no wreckage of a plane. It was any any wreckage that they they had. They brought it in, and they even brought the wrong engines in that didn't match the jet that supposedly flew into the Pentagon. It was a missile strike. Same people, the same people involved in all of it. The takedown of America. Yep. Next one. Number 21, eyewitness to El Paso shooting, saw three men dressed in black. Let's run number 21. So we were on the, air, on the clothesman and we just thought it was something hitting, hitting the floor and, or the wall and that's when my mom's like, no it is actually shooting and she saw three men running in and they were all dressed in black. And that's when my so mom she saw three men running in, they were all dressed in black. This is a totally different other eyewitness, um, dressed in black, firing guns. They drop down, go down to the floor, and after that, I just grabbed my mom, my little brother by the hand, and I just took them outside to the Did you guys see anyone shot, wounded? No, we just saw the, no, my mom saw the three men running. They, were they holding guns? They were they, holding, they so were she, guns. So she saw them actually shooting the guns? It's unbelievable. So I, I guess she's in shock. She imagined that there were three men in black. And they the all police did. tracked down this, this lead and determined that it was without merit, Rick. Right, yeah. So, so either yeah. the feds told... I've seen so far, this is the fifth one. At least the fifth one. But see, some of the, the first... The, when the first report I did, like, I don't know, a week or two ago, there was, there was a mother, I think a mother and a daughter, they both saw, you know, multiple shooters dressed in black. So that, I don't even know how many that we've just heard and they have ignored all of it suppressed it in the news 
This is how wicked and evil our government has become. El Paso police, here's the narrative. This is what you go with. Or the police in El Paso are complicit with the crime that would took place. Absolutely. Now, cover up. I don't doubt that there was a shooting. Obviously, there's a shooting. Yes. Innocent people mm -hmm. being slaughtered. I, I, I'm not questioning whether any of these shootings took place. But, so, but, don't, so my enemies out there don't even try to say that I am denying that these shootings are taking place. I'm telling you that Ergen did it. Yes. Run with that story, right wing watch. Put it up. He's dubbed them Ergen. I don't know why, um, but that's the that's the government sponsored kill teams that are all dressed in black, special ops types of people that are showing up now at all of these mass shootings and, and doing the well not not all of them, but but the ones like this, yes. You're 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 gonna have a kill team with you there. Rick Weil said Ergen has kill teams in America. Go for it. We're at the end of this country. They're slaughtering innocent people on a Saturday afternoon shopping at Walmart. My God, what's it take to get the American people to wake up and defend themselves? Okay, so they he goes on for I mean, this is an hour and 40 minutes. I just played you about a little over 20 minutes of that. And he goes on, for, they go on for another half hour at least. But again, I'm trying to just really cherry pick on a week to week basis, really cherry pick the best things that I'm, or not the bad, this isn't like good news, but it's, it's some of the most pertinent, important news on a week to week basis. So if you're not able to visit all these types of sites, and most people are not going to be able to do that, uh, that I'm kind of more like a one-stop shopping and where I'm trying to give all this information out to you and kind of condense it, and then you have a PDF to fall back on. All of it's free. All the audios are free. It's been that way since 2006. We're 100% listener-sponsored ever since we've been in um, ministry, since 2006. So I praise the Lord Jesus Christ for my listeners um, for the people that have donated, for um, all the people praying for us. We praise the Lord Jesus Christ for you. And um, we are going to go to part two next. And stay tuned for a short announcement if you'd like to keep us in the game. And God bless you and see you in part two. Scott Johnson's 1,000 plus audio teachings and PDF documents are available for free 24-7 on the internet at contendingfortruth.com. That's C-O-N-T-E-N-D-I-N-G-F-O-R-T-R-U-T-H.com. In addition, we also offer a free Christian current event and health email newsletter. You can sign up at contendingfortruth.com. These email newsletters typically only generate about three to six emails per month if you subscribe to both lists. Please prayerfully help us to continue this work. For mail correspondence or to support this ministry, our mailing address is Scott Johnson, 2359 Highway 70, Southeast, number 321, Hickory, NC, 28602. Or on the internet, a PayPal donation link can be found at contendingfortruth.com. Thank you and may the Lord Jesus Christ richly bless you.